thank you for joining us on the Therapy Cable podcast. What you're about to listen to are conversations and interviews on some of the most crucial and important topics in the behavioral and mental health space. It is our mission to help remove the stigmas attached to mental health, psychology, and addiction, one recording at a time. Welcome to Therapy Cable. I'm Dr. Esan Garoshitaki. This segment is about addiction in families. And um, so today what we want to focus on is the role of families in uh, maintaining addiction as well as, you know, the, let's say the reversal of that, which the title refers to addiction in families, more or less, whether or not addiction is a family disease. You know, this is a concept that has been talked about and thrown around a lot in terms of uh, experts coming to explain addiction as a family disease, but many people may disagree with that or not even understand what it means, you know, and have a little bit of a first uh, uh, in this inclination or resistance toward accepting and understanding even what it means, addiction in families, uh, you know, or addiction as a family disease. So today what we want to do is kind of open that up so everybody understands what it means. And a related concept to that that is also thrown around is called codependency. And um, a lot of times uh, people who are struggling with addiction as well as their family members, they're encouraged to attend AA or NA or Al-Anon meetings. So AA, NA, as well as other version of it, like a uh, you know, uh, CA or, you know, GA, and these are abbreviations for anonymous meetings that take place in relation to one or another kind of addiction, whether it is gambling or narcotics or alcoholism, etc. Um, so, and then a related uh, group, uh, which is supposed to be anonymous as well, usually it is, uh, but is not for the addict, but uh, mostly f- it takes place with the, for the purpose of helping the family members of addicts. It's called Al-Anon or Alcoholicos, Alcoholicos Anonymous uh, family groups, if you will, or uh, uh, support groups. And there are also various versions of that for the other types of uh, addiction. So there is an um, you know, uh, NA-anon, if you will, and GA-anon. So uh, these are supplemental family support uh, groups that are anonymous, take place to help people come in and learn about the process of addiction, the problems of addiction, and what family members can do in their uh, interactions with their uh, addicted family and help uh, their themselves as well as the family member. So now uh, we have actually uh, talked about, at the, in a live video session, we have talked about the concept of addiction uh, as a family disease and uh, helped um, our audience understand how it can become a family issue and problem. But I would like to go over some main uh, core concepts to bring this uh, problem to light. You know, if we 
um, understand addiction as what it is is more or less uh, literally a disorder of uh, motivation and decision making uh, of the brain so um, uh, so that you know uh, literally the a person who is addicted is viewed and perceived as someone who makes very bad decisions for themselves and other people who are involved in their lives uh, regardless of the consequences which uh, are mainly uh, done in order to keep up a certain dependence on a um, on an activity that uh, keeps them somehow uh, alive and interested in life and keeps them going, you know, keeps them um, take this life one day at a time and really not take their life. Um, and it's quite dysfunctional and it sounds, uh, as it, we even hear this, I, I'm talking about it, it sounds very grim and uh, disappointing that a person would even get to the point where they have to depend on certain, let's say, ups, uh, substances such as alcohol, alcoholic drinks, or uh, drugs, you know, illicit or prescription drugs, uh, narcotics, anxiolytics, um, uh, antipsychotic even at, at times, um, and uh, and or processes such as uh, gambling and and sex addiction. Um, in order to just feel alive, to, in order to get some kind of a pleasure from this world, it, it sounds very uh, depressing by itself, and, and rightfully so, because literally, if you think about it, that is the extent of that faulty decision-making of the brain, where the person has arrived, that they are willing to give up thousands if not millions of other opportunities for gratification and pleasure and advancement and um, improvement and a, a full rich uh, living standard uh, for for just um, you know re-engaging in a very repetitive and mundane self-numbing strategy and just remain alive and that, that's about it. It's a very depressing situation. And um, it's not surprising because we know that people who are addicted to, again, substances or, or processes, literally at the core of their problem there or, or their psyche, they're uh, either uh, anxious and worried and basically debilitatingly worried to the point that the anxieties that they have are breaking them down and, and or quite depressed, uh, clinically depressed and to the point that at times very much they're suicidal, they don't even mind if they overdosed and died and, uh, and, and very uh, self-sabotaging and uh, self-defeating in their behaviors in life. So uh, knowing that this is what an addict is really struggling with, um, uh, what we want to understand is, what we want to do is link this problem and this phenomenon to uh, both problems and solutions or sources of problems. How did they arrive there as well as how come that 
uh, they cannot see the solutions around them in, in, uh, you know, that exist and get themselves out of this rut. So in order to understand that, what we have to really go back to literally is the identity of a person. You know, if a person doesn't identify themselves with this type of phenomenon and presentation and kind of characteristic that I just shared with you, uh, they wouldn't get in, 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 you know, into this addiction in the first place. And there would be some means for them to get out of this rut one way or another if they were able to identify themselves for, with better uh, lifestyles, with better ways of dealing with life and living a fulfilling, enriched life. So the, the main... Um, uh, both psychological as well as systemic concept that I want to bring up here is that it is a key to both the root causes as well as this solution, maintenance of problem as well as the solution, how to get out of this issue is literally the identity of a person and the associated deficit in terms of purposefulness and meaningfulness of their lives. If you uh, went around and did a study and uh, uh, surveyed addicts, you would find out ultimately that the common denominator between them is literally this lost identity in terms of they have lost an identity to a healthy living and they have gained an identity that is associated with unhealthy, dysfunctional lifestyle. And uh, amidst this whole conundrum, they also have lost hope and meaning and purpose in life. And um, uh, so the key to uh, not only understanding this issue, but also helping a person would be uh, for a professional as well as a caring family member to help a person really develop a new identity to or regain their old functional identity and rebuild from where they left off before they got addicted and uh, also regain a sense of purpose and meaningfulness in their lives. Well, um, if you followed me so far, what I would um, then suggest that it's easy to make that leap of uh, understanding or faith or, or just that leap uh, from this understanding to the next level, how families are involved, um, is simple because uh, if you think about it, an identity of a person literally is built over the years from birth to uh, around, uh, you know, some uh, number or some age within the 20s of, of a person's life, uh, at times even a little bit earlier. And there is a whole discussion where personality and identity is formed, but generally uh, the full extent to a person's identity uh, is believed to have been formed by latest about 25 years of age. Because by that time, from multiple systemic perspectives, uh, all components of a person's livelihood and living, they have fully formed and they're highly and fully functional by that time. So uh, hopefully in most situations, people do complete their identity development as well by that time uh, and are at the peak of their performance in life, knowing themselves, being committed and dedicated to a certain purpose or uh, 
uh, goal in their lives. They have things to look forward to on a daily basis. They have goals, objectives. They have certain commitments, and they're happy about those commitments and responsibilities. And that's what engages them. That's what that's what motivates them to literally just continue life in a very meaningful and uh, satisfactory way. So. Uh, going back to that time frame of birth to 25, uh, you can imagine that certainly it's just you know common sense to see the role of a family and the family members uh, and the influence of the family environment on that development of their identity. Because certainly every human being is born into a family, even if it is a dysfunctional family, if it is an incomplete family or a very small family or maybe a, um, like I say, like a single mother or single father family. The uh, influence of family members uh, from birth to early 20s of any one of human, one of us human beings who are born into a family, despite of the size or shape or form or quality of the family, are crucial and significant. There's uh, literally factors that have defined the identity of the person uh, as well as a lack of identity of the person. There's uh, the sources of information for a person to form the notion of meaningfulness and purposefulness because it's more or less like a database, if you will, or a knowledge base or a library of information that uh, the brain of a person growing up in a family environment has gained over time and it has been shaped by the very unique, specific um, contributors within that family that are leading to the content and the accumulation of that content of that library. So literally when people who uh, have lost their healthy identity and they've re kind of gained and formed this unhealthy, addicted identity, would want to rebuild a sense of purposefulness and meaning uh, and, and a sense of uh, like a renewed identity. They are internally, automatically reaching into that library of information, values, norms, morals, um, and uh, important, significant um, uh, reasons for meaningfulness or purposefulness uh, or confidence or self-esteem. Uh, and, and that is the same library that has been either shaped and formed by their family members as well as the same library that can literally help a person get out of the addicted right that they are in uh, because of the bond and association and the closeness and the trust that they literally internally have established with the content and the people associated with that content of that library. Meaning that a, a person is much more likely to regain a sense of purposefulness and meaningfulness and identity that is healthy with the help of their family members who have uh, been a part and parcel of their memories uh, growing up uh, rather than with um, the help of strangers. Now, uh, this is how we can understand and see uh, that damage and injury in relationship 
uh, in the relationships between family members uh, literally keep people at bay and separate from one another and also separate from the healing source that the family members actually encompass. So this was a very brief understanding of why actually family and family members and family systems are crucial both in the um, generation, in the causation, as well as maintenance and finding a solution to addiction. What we will do is produce more videos and publish more videos on the very specific details of these stages that are just mentioned, the causation, the maintenance and the solution, as well as different roles that uh, family members can, um, uh, uh, can uh, fulfill within these different stages. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Therapy Cable Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast provider. To view the entire videos of these episodes, visit us online at therapycable.com and send us an email about your thoughts and topic suggestions. <laughs>